Welcome back everyone. I am Katie Dean and I am bringing you an interview with the beautiful Claire Obeid this week. She is a midwife to soul growth and healing. She is the host of One Woke Mama, which is a beautiful podcast that branches all around motherhood. She is an EFT practitioner. She has been teaching yoga for years. Oh my God, like I can't even, like it's huge, her scope of genius. So why don't you just get to know her here? Thank you so, so much for joining us today. I am stoked to finally be able to get you on here. I know, finally, right? How long has it taken us? <laughs> Hopeless. It's like one of us like, has to reschedule and then the other one it just keeps bouncing. But I think I own more of the, can we please reschedule? And today it was like, thank God you reminded me. So, um, good. hopeless. No, Lovingly not hopeless. hopeless. Just juggling lots of balls, that's, not hopeless. That's true. That's true. So in terms of wellness and a one-stop shop for mothers and women looking to pump the brakes and connect back in with themselves, you have it in the bag. So can you talk us through what it is that you do and how you ended up here? Well, that is a really big question to start off with. I know. Really big compliment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One-stop shop for wellness. Mm. How did I end up here? Wow, Katie. Okay, I've really got to start thinking about this. this I know. Is the, I'm so sorry. Don't apologize. I'm just like, yes, let's do this. So my journey, I think, really began somewhere in my early 20s, you know, years of partying and living the kind of lifestyle that wasn't right for me and hitting my satin returns quite early set me into a spin, questioning everything about who I was, where I was going, what I was doing, all of it, all of the questions. Um, and very slowly and gradually, as the universe does, little breadcrumbs were laid out for me. And those breadcrumbs began with connecting with my body through movement and yoga and the journey that took me down in terms of becoming a teacher and a meditation guide and all of the beauty that comes out of that practice. And then that led me to explore the inner self, the mind, consciousness, our connection to our truth and to our higher beings. And so the journey kind of just kept unraveling from that. And amongst all of that was this desire to feel amazing in my body, to take ownership for this beautiful vessel that I've been given. And that's where my diet started to clean up. And the food that I put in became really clean and high vibrational and, you know, all that yummy good stuff, which is interesting because it's basically bringing me right back to where I was as a child growing up in a family that was focused on health food, organic food. My dad was in the organic food business. Um, so that's kind of that, that beginning stage. And then I had a few epiphanies along the way about wanting to take what I was naturally good at, which is supporting people, using my inner wisdom, guiding, coaching, sharing, healing, and combine that with my own personal journey of healing that had been going on since 23, 24 and that led me to this epiphany one day. I love this story because I can remember it instantly. <laughs> Straightening my hair in the bathroom in my apartment in Bondi and screaming out to my best friend, oh, my God, I've just figured out what I'm supposed to do in the world. She was like, what, 
what's going on? Like, I don't know. I'm straightening my hair and I just realized I need to support women through the same journey that I've been on and support them towards healing, towards wellness, towards connection with themselves, towards uh, uh, happiness in their own version, you know, Mm -hmm. their own brand of wellness and joy and life and abundance. So fast forward, working through my business and loving that and then falling pregnant and becoming a mama and then going through another spiritual awakening, another dark night of the soul, many dark nights of the soul, (laughs) (laughs) diving into shadow work and still in a huge process of uncovering core wounds and uh, belief systems and subconscious programming and all the stuff that basically comes up to the surface, bubbles up to the surface once you've got these little children in front of you mirroring back to you everything that you didn't want to see before. So that's then led me to take my coaching and my desire to support women to another level and that's to support women in their journey of motherhood, of matrescence, of stepping into the new version of themselves and really finding a way to be empowered through that healing journey and through the growth and transformation that comes through motherhood as well. Does that answer your question, Katie? Oh my goodness. And there's so many things where I'm like, oh, oh, like, um, yes, it does. And I know I, I really like getting um, my guests to introduce themselves because you can do it far better and far more in-depth and honest in than what I can like in the snapshot that I get to see, there's so much more to you and to your path and to your journey than what, you know, any bio or anything can read. So that's why I think hearing it in your own words is so important. And the funny thing is, do you remember me coming up and introducing myself to you like years ago at um, Gabrielle Bernstein down in Sydney? When I was pregnant with yes. Soleil. Yes, yes. So this is a funny thing. I just remembered it then um, because how? Because I was just thinking as you were talking, where did I come across you? Because as you've said that you've shifted and morphed into all of these different modalities, sharing your message from like yoga teacher to med- meditation teacher. And um, I came across you when you were blogging quite a bit. And I went to this Gabrielle Bernstein and I was so nervous because so many of the, these amazing women that I aspire to and loved and followed online were there and I made this like whenever I'm feeling so out of my depth and so like overwhelmed I made myself a deal that I needed to go up and connect with three women who I admire in the audience and that would be okay and that will help me shift through that and you were one of them so yeah in that line I was just like I hope I'm not a dork but not at all (laughs) I'm not a creep, but anyway, so that was just what I was... You know what is really interesting, besides that being beautiful and very flattering, you also came up and said hello to me at Peter Kelly's event when I was heavily pregnant the second time around. Yes. So both times you've connected with me, I've been with child. Yes. (laughs) It's yes, and a couple of years apart. So there you go. We were meant to talk on motherhood 
and all of these wonderful transitional phases. So one thing that I have adored about you, Claire, is your ability to share from the mess. And motherhood mm. is without a doubt one of the biggest growth opportunities we are likely to experience if that happens to be our path. But it can also hold some of the darkest days. So where did some of yours show up and how did you manage to navigate them? Because I noticed that you said just before with motherhood, the dark, a few dark nights of the soul. So can you talk us through, yeah, well, how some of those were showing up for you and how you managed to navigate them? Yes. Wow. Can I just say before I get to that question, pregnancy was a really interesting journey for me because it tapped me into my higher self like there was no tomorrow. It tapped me into this deep well of wisdom and intuition and just felt juicy and abundant and glorious and like I was like literally under a stream of white light all the time. So the dark nights of the soul that came following birth were a big slap in the face because it, it was just a shock to go from this beautiful embodied connected state to this very human, very messy experience again. Having said that, I've always known for many years, and I guess this is why I hesitated to become a mother, that motherhood was going to break me and then make me. And I knew it wasn't going to be a clean break. I knew it was going to be a stripping back. And it had to be. I just had this sense that there was a twofold thing happening, that it was part of my journey for me and my own healing, but also part of the work that I will eventually do in the world. So most of the dark nights of the soul have happened with my first child, although there have been many with Raphael too. And it pretty much happened from the moment she exited my body and was placed into my arms. The shock, the -hmm. shock, because my birth with her was so fast, the shock was just, I could still feel it reverberating through my body. And I remember from that point realizing that I was going deep. And she was everything I didn't expect a baby to be. And that was also a shock because I didn't realize I had expectations of what a baby should be Mm -hmm. until she was the opposite to all of those expectations. She was such a difficult sleeper and she was so intense and wild and spirited. It brought up all of my core woundings about being a wild spirited child in a large family and perhaps not having my needs met as a baby or as a child. So having her demand so much of me really sent me into quite a dark space. And I have memories, Katie, of being, I've shared this publicly many times, in a dark room for hours on end rocking this wild child, willing her to sleep to the sound of blaring white noise and tears just streaming down my face, just Mm -hmm. wondering who am I? What am I doing? Why am I feeling all these feelings? What is this experience I'm going through? And that went on for a long time. That went on for months, to be honest. Um, And slowly I inched my way out of that dark night of the soul. And I have to say I'm super grateful for the years of work that I had already done on myself at that point. I still was nowhere near, uh, how do I say it? what I would consider conscious or awake now that I look back on it. But having had some solid practices in yoga and meditation and other things, I was able to very quickly see, wow, there's something not right here, Claire. And so I was the first person in my circle to put my hand up and say, there's something not right here. I know it's supposed to be messy, but I'm not right. This is not feeling right in my body, in my breath, and in my mind, and in my soul, and I need help. So when Raphael came around and I had a few more dark nights pop up that I wasn't 
accepting. I was much better at quickly stepping into the surrender required for that and mm-hmm. into the journey of embracing the powerful lesson that was being smacked in my face again. So I found myself, uh, I guess, how do I say this, um, registering what I needed to learn much quicker and not staying in the depths of that darkness for as long, but being also willing to and almost delighted to go into the dark night again because I knew that I was going to come out into the light with another layer of me, exposed, evolved, enlightened, I guess, if that makes sense. Totally. And so I had very similar experience with my first, like he was very, he, he challenges and challenge, well, he challenged me and still does in more ways than I ever was aware that I was able to be challenged in that way. Um, and so, and I know that you just mentioned that you knew that motherhood was going to unravel you in many ways but were the ways that you came undone anything like you had expected like I personally had no I had a lot of expectations on what I thought motherhood was going to be and it was so different and that in itself was a shock it's a really good question because I don't think I had up until that point, I'd had many dark nights. Like I said, I'd been through my Saturn returns and I'd been through a lot of points in my spiritual journey that had rattled me and broken me. But I didn't ever experience um, the kind of unraveling that motherhood had facilitated for me. And I guess what I mean here is it tapped me into a level of emotion and another level of anxiety Mm -hmm. that I had actually kept bottled down for many years. I was a very sensitive child. I was a very tapped in child. I was very spirited and very intuitive and I was a too much child. So I had learned very on very early on to suppress that because it wasn't okay. It wasn't safe. It wasn't right to be like that. But when you suppress that kind of stuff, it comes down in you know low-level anxiety that kind of runs in the background continuously in your life. It's like this program that's just constantly running. When you keep suppressing that and suppressing that, eventually it does have to erupt in some way. So when it erupted for me through motherhood, it was a shock to realize I was messed up in my head, mm. in my body, in my breath, all of it. And it was a bit scary because at that point I had been described as calm, grounded, so connected, at peace. You know, there's no, nothing in my life triggering me at that point up until having children. And I'd done years of yoga and meditation. So, of course, I was this little bundle of Zen. It was just easy to be chilled. There were no triggers. There were nothing to, there was no, you know, pulling the rug out from me sort of moment. So, to experience the flip side of that, literally from birth onwards. That was a a huge shock. And then I had to sit there and watch my mind. And I had to observe and witness, like you said, a mess. And Mm. that was also very uncomfortable to to see that and then to go, wow, this has always been within me. I just really haven't seen it in this way. And can I see this as an opportunity now to transform and heal? Can I see this as the the gateway to 
the next iteration of Claire as the woman that she's meant to become. But that took a lot of inner strength and courage and it didn't happen instantly. The mess was really like shocking to everybody, to everybody around me, including myself. So no, I didn't quite expect it like that and I didn't set coming like that. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> I think we're all like, and I even, I wrote an article um, for a friend's blog and in it, I said something like, we've all got a tiny, a beautiful, magical little shit show going on behind the scenes that not everyone's aware of, but everyone's aware of their own, but they think that they're, they're failing. Like so many women feel like they're failing at motherhood because they're struggling on their own or they think it feels different, but it must feel, it feels different for them, but it must feel great for everyone else. And that's just not the case. Like we're all coming up against different versions of ourselves, different expectations, different children with different needs. Like my two children are completely different in different ways and both present their own challenges and the most beautiful points as well. But yeah, like I think one of the the most challenging aspects I think of motherhood for me is feeling like I'm fail I'm failing every day especially when you've been a capable person in the career like in a career or whatever capacity that it is that you might measure yourself by or define success then you you know are thrown a baby like lovingly hopefully you know, you're thrust into this motherhood journey and everyone's a beginner and everyone's path is different and your triggers, that's exactly it. Like we're all feeling like, oh, this. I'm saying we're all, that's not the case. It's a broad generalization, but it's, there's two different conversations with beautiful friends today who've reached out feeling like they're completely off the rails, but you know, it's just that either we're sleep deprived we haven't healed and acknowledged all of these different parts of ourselves. We're up against, you know, or faced with, because it's not us versus them with our children, although some days it feels like the Hunger Games. But, you know, <laughs> like we're in these situations that we haven't experienced before. So naturally we're going to have to find ourselves within that and hopefully not judge ourselves too heavily for that. I just see it. A hundred percent. We do have to keep self-referencing, don't we? And if we've got tools in place to help us navigate through the job that we're learning on the job mm-hmm. every minute and to navigate through the stuff that comes up and the darkness and the mess and the shame and the guilt and all of that, then we can actually at least come back to a place of compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. you know th- this is kind of what my morning looks like every day I want to share this with you because it's kind of touches on what you're saying I'm definitely still in sleep deprivation my child is still waking repeatedly at night and you know boring blah 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 whatever so when I kind of creep out of this room in the morning the very first thing I do is lie on the couch and bundle myself back up in a blanket and do a meditation a quick 10 minute meditation and then I do 10 minutes of EFT tapping and it's not because, oh, look at me, my morning routine, yay, yay, yay. It's because I know now at this stage, almost five years into motherhood, that I have to tool myself up, that I have to support myself so that I can uh, lift my vibration, so that I can reconnect back to myself, so that I can stay in a space of 
the positive energy and touching to joy in some way because it really is a very hard job. It really is a very challenging job. If I don't do that stuff, I start referencing the world outside of me. I start looking externally for me for things to fill me back up. And in the process of doing that, I then start to compare and contrast. And then that spirals me into not good enough, failing all the time, shame, guilt, self-judgment, self-flagellation, etc. So when I stay connected to myself and my practices, even if it's just five minutes a day, I'm able to let everything fall away and stay connected to my intuition and stay connected to that space of you've got this, you don't know what you're doing all the time, but if you can stay connected to your intuition, Claire, then you've got this. And that has been a game changer for me because in those first few months with Soleil, I could not connect to my intuition. I was numb to it and it was terrifying. So I started self-referencing the whole world and, of course, that made me feel worse and that I was failing. And it took a long time to claw my way out of my brain and out of the external world and back into my heart. And when I did, it was like, oh, okay, you've got this. But that in itself was one of the lessons that I had to learn. You know, how to reconnect with myself again and trust in my own power. Because if I don't do that, I'm going to spend my entire life in comparison and in self-judgment. And that's not going to serve children or myself or anybody in my life. So that's kind of where I had to get with that journey of you're failing every day. Mm -hmm. And I still feel like that. But I know now to come back. Come back to me, Claire. Come back to your center. Come back to your truth. Come back to your intuition. That's it. Use the tools that you have to navigate through this mess because it won't always be messy. It won't always be quite (laughs) this chaotic. It will shift at some point and you will feel different at some point, but there's no need to drown yourself completely in the here and now waiting for that to happen. Are you with me? Does that make sense? Total sense. Absolutely. Absolutely makes perfect sense. So you've never let... A dark day be in vain and I respect that and resonate with that so much just like what you're saying now like you've always turned that um, that you know that from moved from that shadow into the light like it's the way that you share on Instagram like you're very transparent in mm. a supportive way with what is actually happening in fact motherhood has led you to the next incarnation of who you are and your career as well, hasn't it? It's like totally shifted. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. And I have been waiting patiently, sometimes very impatiently, but mostly patiently for my guide <laughs> and for the universe to show me the F what's up. It's like I can feel change rumbling within. I can feel, it's like almost like I can feel my organs repositioning themselves. It's like the puzzle of who I am has been reforming and um, I, I'm going to be honest here, it's still changing and mm-hmm. it's still shaping. And, you know, here I am starting a podcast a few months ago for mothers on their journey of awakening and consciousness. But I don't know if that's the space I'm staying in. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know. But what I do know is those breadcrumbs have started to line up and started to form what looks like a loaf, you know. I can, yeah. I can see what's being baked here. And it's taken me down this incredible path of, ironically coming full circle back to the body so I started my spiritual journey with the body with Mm -hmm. yoga which literally opened me up and changed me and I've gone on this journey through the mind and through consciousness and I'm still there and I still love all that stuff but it's bringing me right back around to 
the body. So I'm now studying somatic coaching and embodiment practices and I'm now moving into a really powerful way of, of healing and working with people using energy psychology modalities like EFT and matrix reimprinting and mixing all of that together with all of the different practices that I've honed and learned and studied over the years, like angel practices and intuition and Reiki and all of this stuff. Wow. And what I want to say here is it's taken me a long time, Katie, to be okay with the fact that, that my zone of genius is that I am a spiritual midwife. I'm, I literally guide people through their spiritual journeys and I do so by cherry picking different modalities and different tools and making them my own. And I want to say this because, A, it's okay for mums out there or women, anybody, when you have no idea what's going on for you and you're in transition and you've got no light at the end of the tunnel, you're literally just going, I'm just going to grope through the dark and hopefully one day I see my way through. And two, it's okay if who you are doesn't fit a box and doesn't fit a structure and doesn't fit a way of being or doing or taking action in the world that seems to be normal or that um, is accepted by everybody else or that is easily labelled because that's what I've come to realise. I don't fit into that. I cannot be easily labelled. I break a lot of rules. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> it's taken me five years, five years of motherhood to come to this place oh and it's a really exciting feeling. That's beautiful. So what is somatic healing? Is that using all those different modalities in different ways or what does that actually entail? So somatic work is, the word soma is a Greek word that means body. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to learn and understand over the last 15 or so years, the mind and the body, we know this, they're not separate. Mm -hmm. But you cannot embark on healing by talking to one component or then the other. It has to be done in tandem. You have to reference the body. So as an example, I could sit and coach you, Katie, and we could do talk therapy and talk through your quote-unquote problems for hours endlessly, and you will make some changes if you're willing and if your, your will is strong enough. But your subconscious programming, your belief systems, your inner child wounding, the traumas, small traumas and big traumas that you've experienced in your life – control so much of your day-to-day that as no, no matter how hard you try, there's only so far that you will get. That's why some people often say, I'm working so hard at this, but I keep coming back to this. Mm -hmm. I keep like an elastic band. I keep flicking straight back to that sticking point and I thought I was making headway, but I'm not. When you incorporate working with somatic practices, so working with the body, you are bypassing the ego and you're moving past the part of the mind that wants to block you from that healing. And you're working with what's called implicit memory. So if you imagine your energy field around you, mm -hmm. stored in your energy field are all different experiences and traumas, highs and lows, all of it. They're all there. You can't see them, but they are controlling you in some way. They're implicit memories. So it's like when you walk into... Um, a restaurant for example and you hear a, a clanging sound and that clanging sound for some reason makes your heart race and triggers something in you physically right you have a physical response to it, but you can't remember what that's about but your energy field your body responds to that sound and that might relate to something that you've experienced at some point in your life 
when we can work to clear that through the body, through practices like EFT and matrix reimprinting, through meditation, through movement, we can start to actually move that trauma or that experience or that memory out of your system, out of your energy, out of your field, and therefore facilitate really powerful healing. We're not just talking to the mind. Is that making sense? Oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, that's phenomenal. Oh, that's really cool because, yeah, it has to be – sometimes it has to be more. It depends how ingrained it is, isn't it? And if you've spent a lifetime pushing it down, pushing it away and avoiding it and that neural pathway that, you know, your default setting, whatever term you want to call it, is super strong because that's the path that you've been taking, it may take more. And I'm so glad that there's people who are like yourself who are going to be able to facilitate that. That's awesome. I could geek out on that all day. I'm like, oh, oh. my God, don't even start me. I'm in the middle of studying a course on the neuroscience of change. So it's basically <gasps> neural pathways, the brain, all this sort of stuff and how it relates to the body. And I've been studying somatic coaching for a couple of months now. And it's just like my husband's like, you're so sleep deprived. Go to bed. And I'm like, I can't stop reading. I can't. <laughs> can't I stop. Can't stop. <laughs> so it takes me back to my very first yoga class, Katie. I was in this weird pose in Iyengar yoga, like over this chair, and my body was shaking and trembling, and I couldn't stop crying. And there were tears flooding through me, and I was in agony, like physical agony. And the teacher came up behind me and held my body in place, and she just looked down at me right in my eyes, and she said, I know, I know, and I know it's not about the pain. I know it's not the pain that you're feeling in your body. I know it's something else, and you know it too. Just let it come. But it had to come up and out through my body. I have no memory cognitively of what that's about. But in allowing that to release in that moment, I started reprogramming something within my brain and within my body, within my energy field. I started to release something. And the change I felt after that first class was phenomenal. So here I am now working with the body and I can remember 15 years ago that first class and how it began at that point. Now, I've got to add here how this relates to mothers, mm-hmm. the amount of women that I coach that have birth trauma and then want to go on and have their second child but are actually petrified. We use practices like this to help them clear that trauma in their energy field, in their body, in their brain, and it's life-changing. They can then enter the next stage of their experience, whether it's starting a business or becoming a mother or whatever it is, from a, a place of openness and connection and alignment and reintegration. And that's what I'm passionate about. I love that so much. I'm so mm. glad because we often, especially like I've had a few um, friends who've had really traumatic birth experiences and that can affect you in so many different ways and leave you feeling so powerless or robbed or whatever it is it doesn't even have to be a birth experience but whatever it is where you feel like perhaps your power was taken away or you you know you failed and I'm using air quotes here like your body failed you or you failed you or if it's an illness or whatever it is that can stay with you far longer and penetrate so many different other areas of your life Mm -hmm. even if you you know that you wouldn't even render similar 
So the fact exactly. that, you know, giving it some working with someone like yourself or another healer that you trust who specializes in that area, because it's definitely, it takes, it's, it's a specialized niche to be able to help someone through that, you know, innate 100%. trauma. 100%. And, you know, I had a very quote unquote traumatic second birth. And I say quote unquote, because it wasn't traumatic for me because I was really open to the experience as it was. And I had no judgment around it, but on paper, it's a trauma birth. Mm. And I spent three months after that birth allowing myself to process that by going into my body, by letting the dreams flood me at night that kept going over every detail of that event by using EFT and tapping to revisit the memories as they came up to clear them. And by the time I'd reached three months, I was in this really beautiful place of empowerment around that birth and I could see it all from an objective perspective and I feel so grateful that it happened as it happened because I know now how it feels to be in that kind of situation as well as what it feels like to have a natural quick easy birth Mm. so it's these sort of tools and these sort of modalities they don't have to be difficult but they can work quickly and deeply if you're willing to go there with them if you're willing to embrace the body as well as the mind and the whole journey that comes through working with those I I don't want to say parts of ourselves because they're not parts it's one whole but you know working with these elements of ourselves we can really create powerful healing which then knocks on to how we engage with the world with our community with our clients with our children with our partners you know and we we then change the line that we pass down that's important too because it is so often inherent inherited pain and trauma and pain bodies that we then you know that are if left unhealed or even un just like un, if you're unaware of them mm. it just might be part of the lineage and that's just how things were done and you know it doesn't all have to be dredging heaps of stuff up and regurgitating it and reliving Not it enough. It can be just a a playful curiosity and a new understanding. And you have so many resources, don't you, available online. Like you've got some courses and things. What do you have in terms of courses and resources available (laughs) now that women who are feeling pulled by this chat that they can go and have a look at? Like I know you've got heaps, but. Well, the whole website is going to be undergoing a huge refurbishment to reflect where I'm at and where my work is going. But at an entry point level, I would recommend people checking out my meditation albums because meditation to me is life blood. It is <laughs> <laughs> like I would give give blood to make sure that I had time to meditate every day. And I've created some albums that are really easy and quick and gentle meditations that just allow you to connect within because that's the first stage, isn't it, Katie? If we can't totally. hear our own inner voice... If we can't feel connected to ourselves and to our soul, we can't hear those whispers and that intuition calling out, then it's really hard to move a little deeper in our journey if we want to. The other area I would recommend people check out is my new online program. It's a masterclass program called The Alchemy of Emotional Freedom. And that brings together three practices that I love and adore, which is EFT, so tapping, chakra work, so learning how to cleanse your chakras channel white light and essential oils so learning how to use essential oils to create an anchor in your tapping process 
So this is a really awesome program that has just had 40 or so women go through recently. A couple of videos, it's super easy to access and it's yours for life and it just teaches the beginnings of these three beautiful practices. You can cherry pick just like I do or you can just focus on tapping or all of it together, whatever you want. But to me, to give you guys an example, I will wake up sleep deprived, exhausted, moody, angry, resentful. Within five minutes of finishing my tapping, I'm dancing in the kitchen cooking pancakes with the kids. And I'm not, I'm not joking. It takes the unnecessary emotions out of the picture. It allows me to push them through my body and out so I'm no longer holding onto things I don't need to. And then I'm able to show up to my day just as I need to show up to it. I also use tapping for deeper, more powerful processes like clearing big memories or traumas that I've noticed have come up or um, calling in more abundance or letting go of anxiety over something that's happening in my life. That's the the other area that I would recommend people go and check out. And then, of course, there is one-on-one coaching so people can come and do one-on-one EFT sessions with me or coaching sessions where we work with the mind and the body and explore a little deeper if they're ready for that. Oh. So good. And if you've listened, like Claire's meditations, like you've obviously been listening to Claire, like her voice is just so soothing. So honestly, please, if nothing else, go and check those out because I am a huge fan. I love them. Um, yeah. They're, they're amazing. You know, the I could listen I to you all day. Oh, you know, the first time, Katie, I started getting feedback about my voice, I went into this full, like, what the F are people talking about? Because I can hear my voice in my head and it sounds horrendous. <laughs> I, I don't get this. But the feedback just keeps coming in. And my husband said to me one day, no, don't you remember on our first date? I said to you, you've got the most amazing voice. And I went, oh, my God, you did. <laughs> you did. So it's taken me a while to own that. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, go on, come listen to my voice. It's good. Yeah, it's there's something about it. There's a tone and a frequency or I'm, I'm, I'm sold. But um, one, I know that we've, um, we'll wrap it up in a second, but how long do you, like do these EFT exercises take? Because I know as mums especially we're like, oh, God, not another thing. But it doesn't have – it's not a long – giant period of time is it it's simple no are you talking about the actual program or doing an actual doing an actual like tapping exercise like yeah yeah it could be anywhere from five minutes to an hour whatever you need to do so I I literally tap for five minutes every morning and I will just tap on how I want to feel that day so I will often choose the positive and I will just tap through I choose to feel amazing today. I choose to feel vibrant and healthy and alive. I choose to let go of this heavy, sleep-deprived state. You can go deeper and longer if you need. But for mothers in the trenches, doing the thing with the kids and the fevers and the teething and all that sort of stuff, you can do three or four or five minutes. I literally do it around my kids. Like they're often climbing on top of me and asking me questions and I'm just tapping and talking. Yeah. Oh, and I, I tap at my daughter now because she sees it all the time. So I've incorporated it into her experience throughout the day. So she gets to experience that. And I also teach how to tap on your children or for your children in the course as well, which is awesome. Oh, guys, please check it out. Claire, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that this would have been like so reassuring and comforting and, you know, also massive light bulbs for so many listeners today. So if you did hear that, ladies, and you did get that, 
um, light bulb moment, please let us know. Mm. And Claire, where can we find you? You can find me at my website, claireobeyed.com, or Instagram is my hangout of choice, so Claire O Wellness. That's where I'm at, and uh, that's kind of it, really. I'm trying to simplify the the access points. Yeah, so nice. It. You know how I'm on a massive rampage with that lately? I'm just sweeping the slate clanging. But I will put all of Claire's details in the show notes, and thank you again, Claire. This has been great. Oh, Katie, can I just thank you for your beautiful heart and your support and your love and the incredible work that you do in the world for women, for mamas, for all of us. You are such a light and I adore you. So thank you for having me chat on your incredible podcast. Oh, thank thanks, you. Claire.